name is Becca Shea. Of course, the song champion, Brian Race, Ray Haynes, hanging out on your Friday morning. Who knew that there was so much to Pentecost? I thought <laughs> Pentecost was just the day that you go to church on that Sunday, you get an Acts chapter 2 message, and, and then you move on to the to the next event. But it just shows the the depth of God's Word, the precision of God's Word, and yeah. I'm glad you're here to, to sort of walk us through some of this. Well, thank you. Well, my answer would be Becca Shea probably would uh, have a good sense on that. She's a Jewish gal. And uh, recovering uh, their uh, Dante Bowes song, that was my vote for last year's Song of the Year. That's just such a powerful song. And so many of these songs, if you think about it, they'll take you through this journey of the Exodus. And that's kind of what we're doing today. We're headed towards Pentecost, and uh, that's what our lives are about. Could I, can, I, can I bring you to that realization yet is that that's what our lives are all about. That's why we're taking the time because you see arriving happens. We're going to, we'll get there, but this counting the Omer, this is our daily life. This is when you wake up in the morning. So you put your head down on the pillow. How do you live your day? How is the counting of the hours, the minutes, the issues, the hurts, the pains? These are the counting of the Omers. Now, of these 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. So what in, what exactly is that? Let's kind of break it down from an Old Testament, New Testament perspective. Old Testament, this 50-day period, it was a countdown from Egypt to Mount Sinai. They had to walk for 50 days to get to Saudi Arabia. It was a countdown to something that never happened, though. It was a sad tragedy. It was a countdown to a wedding that never occurred. Leaving Egypt as freemen, Israel is on what will be a 50-day journey to the mountain of God, where every one of them hear God's voice. Now, we're not just talking in the depths of our heart, out loud with their ears, and they receive the law on stone tablets. From everything we see, I don't believe that this was the original plan of God. I think it was to be like Adam and Eve. That encounter at the mountain was to be the wedding between God and his people, which will happen for us in eternity. You read Revelation, you'll see that we are the bride of Christ. They just weren't receptive. They couldn't imagine that God loved them and was for them. They couldn't not believe that God, that they could become one with him. God? And it just made no sense. And they could only see a great God in them, a bunch of slaves. So every year, we're commanded to count 50 days, day by day, from Passover to Pentecost, counting the Omer. It's not just some random thing for the Jews walking from Egypt to Mount Sinai. This is for us. This is for Christians. This is for the people of God. After the resurrection in Jesus, we finally got to see a part of the wedding when Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit under the apostles in the new church as a deposit, he says, of what was to come in eternity. And hearts of stone were turned to hearts of flesh. And we realize that God wants to be even closer to us, so he fills us with the Holy Spirit. The letter of the law in stone had killed 3,000 in Sinai, and the Spirit gave life to 3,000 in Jerusalem. It was a profound difference. While Moses was hiding the glory behind a veil, Jesus tore down the veil and made the glory visible to all. But the short version of the story starts in the garden on day six when everything was good. But it wasn't good that Adam should be alone and then interesting. So we encounter the first marriage of Adam and Eve. They were created to be so close that at the time, she wasn't even given a name. She wasn't known as Eve yet. There were just one. 
If you cheat and skip ahead to the end of the story in Revelation, you'll find this other wedding between the church and Jesus. And again, she has no name. She's the bride. Let's stay in the New Testament for a minute. Counting the Omer was a countdown to be a partaker in the divine. Counting the Omer was always a countdown to something. Nothing from the year's barley or wheat harvest could be eaten until after the wave offering was made. Why? God established these festivals as times of divine renewal or newness. What was forbidden becomes permissible. When Jesus came out of the grave, he presented to his father this wave offering of all the souls who had been locked away in Hades. He opened the door into eternity with God for all mankind who had been trapped in sin and death. We who were forbidden to approach God became acceptable and part of the divine harvest. When he poured out the Holy Spirit, he enabled us to go from redeemed to empowered, from indwelt to overflowing. He's always taking us from glory to glory. And we're not done when we're saved, and we're not done when we're empowered. There's always more of him to pour out, and he wants us to live our lives counting the days till our next encounter, waiting expectantly for another promise to come. Confident in faith that we'll pass right through the trials of life because our hearts are set on pilgrimage. And here is uh, the verse from Romans 8. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. See, he wants us to grow up in him, not remain children forever. The baptism of the Holy Spirit doesn't make a different kind of Christian. He fills us with his presence, empowers us with his presence, equips us with his presence, comforts us with his presence. See, the original outpouring of the Holy Spirit during Pentecost is told in Acts chapter 2. But soon these same people are seeking to be refilled again. Isn't that odd? It's uh, Acts chapter 4. On their release, Peter said, Peter and John went back to their own people, reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, meaning the building was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. See, it was not a one-time experience, but rather a constant refilling of the Spirit, which they needed to change their world. They continually sought to be empowered to accomplish whatever God, task God assigned to them. So they kept getting filled and refilled and refilled. See, the counting of the Omer is our yearly reminder that there is an endless supply of more for those who keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking. Deuteronomy 4 says, But if from there you'll seek the Lord your God, you'll find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Habakkuk chapter 3, Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Lord, repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. In Isaiah 55, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the righteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he'll have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And this is why we count the Omer. We're walking step by step by step with Jesus. And coming up, we got so much more to talk about. We're going to... Uh, we're going to actually literally take these 50 days. We're not going to hit all of them. We're going to hit the highlights of some of these 50 days or the next couple of breaks and uh, just show you some of the amazing miracles that uh, God wrought uh, during these 50 days.